Previously on the Omen podcast. You turn around and you can see the creature standing there. It smacks you and your dad with its big, long, sort of bony arm. Uh, and it sends you both flying back towards the lodge. I'm going to fire at it. Uh, and you manage to shoot it directly in the face again. And this creature rears back and starts screaming. Uh, and it falls over on its side. If I ever catch Omen messing around in Gamma territory again, I will shoot you. You know that, right? Not if I shoot you first, sir. He's not moving, by the way. If you just killed my daddy, I'm going to be very upset with you, Sean. Do you feel hot or cold? Hot. You feel this energy inside you that you've never felt before, uh, and you place your hands on him almost instinctly. He then immediately, his eyes open, and he jerks up and goes, What What? What? What was that? What? What's going on? About how Mama died. You have that same spark she had. I can tell. I can see it in your eyes. I'm sure one day you'll, you'll find out more about her. What will happen next? Let's find out in this episode of Omen. Hello, Nelson. Hi, Sean. How are you? Good. I called you Dean earlier, but I didn't mean it. It's fine. It's fine. Dean isn't an insult in, in, in like any culture that I know of. I just want to make that clear. It's just, I botched your name. Dean is a national insult in the UK. Oh, like, dear. Dean is a really horrible word in the UK. You shouldn't use it. Uh, I'm thinking of a pun for the name Dean. Do you want to wait for it? Or do we no, just go on. continue forward? Roll with it. Slam it in. Uh, like, I want to agree with you, but I'm sure several other English people might deny that. <sighs> okay. <laughs> All right, then. I see, I see this is how it's going to be during this episode of the podcast. <laughs> right, so, um, as with the other two characters, uh, I feel like I've neglected leveling you up over the last couple of missions. I've gone through some stuff. You have been through a lot of stuff so far. You've been kind of through the shit. I feel like it's time to level you up. Uh, and since you're the designer of this RPG system, do you want to just quickly go through how a leveling up goes? Do you want to, do you want to, do you want to yeah. explain it to people? Because I thought since you're the guy in charge of the whole thing, it might make sense. Okay, so, in, uh, so Ellipses is designed to be... Uh, minimal and accessible and get people focused on the improvisation uh, and like characterful fun bits of role playing as quickly and efficiently as possible at all times, which explains That's why I why, like it so much. Yeah, that also explains why these sessions have gone so off the rails every opportunity <laughs> I would get. But um, as far as leveling up goes, it kind of falls within that pattern. Uh, when you start at level one, you roll a 20 sided die once to calculate your health. That's your health points. Um, every two levels after that, you roll your die once and that gets added to your maximum health. 
So right now, Koala Jackson is a level four. If he was to level up, he would uh, take his base health at the moment, which would be... 16. Six, well, it would be 16. Well, is that 16, like, total? Yeah, that's your max health. Wow. I got some really bad rolls, didn't I? Yeah, she did. Okay, and he's like the tank. Yeah, you're a glass cannon. Okay, so, yeah. Level one, I rolled a dice. Uh, level three, I rolled a dice. And now, if I leveled up to level five, I get to roll another dice. I will be a stronger human being. Well, so I'm going to say that because you've been through quite a lot, you're going to get two new levels. So you're going to go up to level six. I'd only roll my dice once to calculate my maximum health then, but I'm incredibly excited because this gives me two. Every time you level up, you also get one ellipses point. So I can distribute it in some places where I've been really, really getting my butt kicked. Yep, you can. So where, what are you going to do? So do you want to roll for health first then? Yes. Go I on need then. to find a way to roll 20. Oh. Nice. Very nice. No longer a glass cannon, I see. Oh, if you type in slash roll and then 20, it automatically just rolls the number 20. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind then. Okay, so go roll 1d20. 15. You have essentially doubled your health. Very nice. No longer a glass cannon, I see. Cool, yeah. That's, uh, that's quite fortunate for me. It is. Uh, so you are now on 31 health, yep. Mm-hmm. I've, I've really been getting my butt kicked with agility rolls, so I'm going to put a point into that so I no longer have a disadvantage. Cool. Koala, if y'all have been noticing, has also gotten quite an interest into the supernatural lately, uh, one that's almost impossible to resist, especially considering his tendency to taste everything, <laughs> including the, 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 the most delightful sides of life. Uh, he enjoys slices of pie. He enjoys... Eldritch up mushrooms, he enjoys. Uh, Faces. I would say your mum, but like that isn't a joke. That's just more of a. That, that's just more of an awful image I don't want to have. So. Uh, well, he just enjoys people's mothers. He's just he's just a very very friendly man. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. He, he, he likes, enjoys companionship. Yeah, he does. Like, I don't I don't think he like necessarily lusts after mothers, but he he likes being around people, especially people who are older than him, I guess. I want to see how long we can get dedicate to this podcast to getting him away from the image of a man who solely lusts after uh, people who have uh, created other people, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I feel like we have set the tone already. So, so you've stuck a point into agility and a point into focus. Yep, he, yep. He's, he's interested in the supernatural. You're pretty much, you're good across the whole board now other than like luck and creativity. Like you're not suffering any like negatives in anything other than luck and creativity. Yeah, he, he, he's surprisingly well-rounded, which is what I'm going to have to fix for the next time we level him up. Just make him a horribly unwieldy character to play as again because that that's where he shines yeah yeah it is uh so we're going to begin this session now and in the last episode of the podcast that you were in uh you had a nasty run-in with a pumpkin golem and a combine harvester i remember it was not particularly pleasant um and you have actually been in the omen hospital for like 
several weeks now. You were in the Omen Hospital over Christmas, going in and out of consciousness and not really knowing where you were. Can I roll for a for like a distorted observation? Like, what was one of the fever dreams I had or one of the, the feverish images that got distorted that I saw while I was... Uh, oh, I like that. In a coma or whatever else I had. Sure. Okay, yeah. Uh, could you roll for focus for me? Absolutely. And we'll see we'll see how much clarity this fever dream has. <laughs> it's a one. It is a one. It could have been a zero if you, if you hadn't put that point in focus. It would have been negative two, actually. So there's that. Damn. Okay, so... <laughs> I will say that this dream isn't very there's not much clarity to this dream so I'm going to make it as vague and weird as I can, okay? Please. Alright. You see flashes of ochre. You see a hand pushing against a very dry bush. You see a witchetty grub. You see swirling black fog all around you. And then a hand reaches out. Can I bite the hand? Can you bite the hand? Yes. Um, well, this is a dream, so I guess you could try and bite the hand. Could you roll for focus again? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Yeah, you reach out and you, you bite the hand, and immediately it bursts into flames and tiny butterflies come out of it. Oh, that's just like when I ate scorpion in Thailand. Yes. Yeah, just like that time in Thailand. But the hand was me and my bowels. That wasn't fun. The bowels were the butterflies. Ah. You have finally like come to after several weeks of being in here. Um, you went through a couple of operations. They had to repair parts of your hand. And you've just sort of come to and you're lying in the bed. What do you want to do? First thing I want to do is uh, look around. You look around and immediately you're struck by... There's like a couple of cards on the table near you. There's one from Annabelle. So she's actually written you one. Uh, there is a card from the rest of the staff. Uh, Martin's name's in that one. He didn't make you a specific one for you. Uh, and there is a big balloon with a heart that says, get well soon. Uh, and underneath it is another card, and that one's from Ethel. Ah, oh, this sounds quite nice. I've got a lot of people that care about me. Some of them collectively. Most of them collectively. I suppose, do you remember who you are? That's a good question to ask. Uh... Now that you mention it, I've uh, got this little hole in my, my brain. Probably not literally. I hope not literally. Where, where it says well, like what my name is, or how I got here, or uh, I guess all these cards tell me who my friends are collectively. Yeah, they so do. That that's helpful. But uh, otherwise, I'm quite lost. Um, looking at my body, I just want to look at my body real quick. Uh, as one does when they wake up from a horrible accident and have no one around them to offer guidance. Yep, there's one around. Uh, like, can I reach out my hand? Like, what what state am I in? Uh, you are at a point now where moving just sort of, like, aches a little bit. Um, you can see a bit of bruising on your arms. Um, your legs hurt quite badly still. And you look at your hand and it appears to have been repaired with a little bit of metal. So, like, a couple of your fingers have been replaced with, like, metallic fingers. Interesting. So I've got metallic fingers now. Yep, three of them. Is there anything uh, special about them? Anything... It looks like, knowing Omen, the people who I work for, inexplicably, 
Um, although I think the Velma people will take me at this point. <laughs> Did they? Does it look like they'd hide anything in there? Any, any anything gadgetry? Anything dangerous? Anything tracky? Anything in general that isn't my finger? Well, they're definitely not your fingers anymore. Okay. But when you move them, they they follow exactly your what you would expect your fingers to move as. So it looks like they're just replacements for your fingers. All right. When you touch them to your palm, you can't feel anything from them. You've not got any sense of touch in them. That's the weird thing. So you've got like sort of a phantom pain for where your fingers would actually be, but you can't actually feel anything with these new fingers. Interesting. Um, can I try to do something with my new fingers? Go on. I do genuinely want to see if these fingers have any special abilities, anything sort of hidden in them. Uh, can I try to crack them open on the on the metal side of my uh, hospital bed? Sure. Okay. Um, could you roll for strength, please? All right. Uh, that is a twenty-three that I just rolled. Okay. So you flick your hand quite briskly against the side of the bed, and one of the fingers opens up, and out pops a lighter. Oh. I'm bloody Inspector Gadget. Great. <laughs> I, I, I put the uh, the lighter back where it belongs, and uh, I, I want to start. I want to look at my hospital sheet, see if um, there's any sort of indication of who I might be, because that seems slightly important. Okay, so you move to your left and sort of try and get up off the bed, and eventually you move around to the front of the bed and find the sheet that's clipped to the front of the bed. Wait, did they not trap me to the bed? No, you're not strapped. You're not strapped to the bed. That is a welcome improvement from last time. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, the only straps that were on there were like the ones hooking you up to the machine, that like goes beep. All right. Uh, again, a welcome improvement. So you look at the sheet in front of you, and you assume that the name at the top is your name, All right. uh, and the name is Koala Jackson. I have no idea who this Qual Jackson fella is, but uh, it's got to be better than, I don't know, being comatose in a hospital bed. Great. Qual Jackson is is alive again. Dun, dun, dun. Well, I only took like 10 episodes. Hey, everyone. It's me, Sean. I'm recording this at like midnight and my parents are upstairs and I've got to be quiet so I don't like wake them. So I'm whispering in a sort of hushed voice. So this episode should be going out on the 1st of February, which means that the next recording session we're going to do is going to be next Saturday on the 9th. We're going to be going to our next mission. What I want to do before that mission starts is get some new gadgets for them. So what I've done is I've tweeted out onto the Omen Twitter, which is at Omencast, a new Google Docs form thing that you can fill in. And I want you to try and fill it in with some of the weirdest gadgets you can think of. What I'll do then is print them off into a big list, send it to the guys, and then they get to choose one or two of them. I'll give them a certain amount of points that they can spend and rank the different things that you give me based on how broken I think they are. So make sure you go to the Twitter. It's at OmenCast. Find that link. I'll probably put it as the pinned tweet so you can see it right at the top of the screen. Um, and... I'm looking forward to seeing what crazy stuff you come up with. As per usual, thank you for sharing the podcast. We've seen a massive boost in viewers over the last couple of weeks. I don't know why. It was probably something to do with PodCon. 
possibly maybe someone mentioned us there all i know is that we've gone up from normally like a couple of views to like a hundred views every day which was quite crazy on top of that we have another podcast promo here that you guys can listen to now this particular promo is from the beholder's eye and these guys have some amazing voices i absolutely adore them have a listen check them out it would be really nice and then i'll let you get back to the podcast Hello folks, JP Winterbottom here to tell you about The Beholder's Eye, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons narrative-focused actual play podcast about a group of private investigators in a fantasy noir setting with eldritch horror undertones. Featuring Baritone Scaleweaver, Half-Elf Bard. Let's go with the starters here, bud. Alright, for instance, do you know where, uh, do you know where... The hops for this beer come from. <laughs> Lazy, Jinnish monk. All right, guys, teamwork. Chirp, a Kenku rogue. Boris, I will protect you. Boris Tuli, a dwarven wizard. Right, that's that's not a problem. I'm sure there'll be no no fallout from that incident whatsoever. And Swift E kills. A dragonborn assassin. Don't got a plan, just rolling with it. You can find The Beholder's Eye every other Friday on iTunes, SoundCloud, or anywhere podcasts are found. See, I told you, their voices are great. Now, back to me trying to deal with Nelson. Have fun. I say Koala Jackson is alive again. Uh, I, I I was hoping that it would be it would feel more eventful, but it didn't. Where where Koala Jackson exists, there is only a hollow void, which is good to see that didn't change either, presumably. Well, as you say it, um, you notice at the door there is someone standing there. It is a reasonably short man with bedraggled black hair. You recognize him, but you can't really be sure because your head's still a bit woozy. Oh, don't look at me, I'm not decent! <laughs> Are you just wearing like one of those hospital gowns? I don't know what I'm wearing, but whatever it is, it isn't, it isn't decent for company. I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> the man walks in and goes, Oh, hello, hello, Koala. I see you're awake. Um, how are you feeling? Somewhere between not decent and fine, I guess. It aches. I need to look at my cards. I think they're my cards. Um, I, I, I see you've noticed your new uh, fingers. How, how are they feeling? Are they, are they all right? I have a vague memory of you being a squid. Also, did you put a light in me? Because if so, that was a brilliant idea. Ah, uh, yes, that was my decision. I thought you might like a lighter. Um, I always I always find that I, I lose my lighters every now and then, so having one built into the finger is really nice. Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, that's generally where you already put a lighter, so if anything, us not having a lighter built in is a uh, failure. Massive evolutionary failure. I suppose we could probably sign your release papers now if you're feeling all right. I imagine that you're going to want some time off before you're going on your next mission. I know that Annabelle and Martin are both doing different things. I know Martin 
is just sort of chilling out over the uh, holiday and Annabelle is over in America. So I thought you might want some time off too, if that makes sense. It's strange that Martin doesn't strike me as the chilling out type. He's just having fun, enjoying his life. Well, so he he's just been sort of cooped up in his bedroom, like across the hall from here. Like, I don't know what's up with him, but he's just... He spends most of his time in there doing very little. I think he's watching Netflix at the minute. Okay. Uh, did, did anyone come and visit me while I was out? Oh, yes. Uh, so Annabelle came up once before she went to America, and um, Ethel's basically not spent much time that isn't by your side, to be honest. She's, she's been here every minute when she's not been working on the reception desk. Ethel's a gym. Uh, she was very worried about you. Is there anything... If you don't mind, can I look at my cards before we, we do anything else? Uh, what what would you be looking for on your cards? Uh, just looking at the cards in general. What, what did people write? Oh, you mean the oh, you mean your birthday cards? No, not you, no, you get well soon cards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you look at your get well soon cards. Um, Annabelle's one says like to Koala, thanks for looking after me on our missions. Uh, thank you kindly. I'll see you in the new year, Annabelle. Uh, and then in the other card, it's just a bunch of different uh, random people, hardly any of them you actually recognize, who've just like written their names because it's a sort of standard get well soon card that's gone around the entire company. You recognize um, Martin's name. He says, get well soon, Miss Dr. B. Dr. B? That sounds like a rapper name. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't think he's... I've got a rapper friend. <laughs> You've got a rapper friend. Yeah, I've got a rapper friend. Do you want to go sign your discharge papers? Uh, what's a discharge paper? So you've got to sign some papers just so we can be sure to sort of send you on your way, because otherwise without due diligence you could like get sick again and we'd have to bring you back in. So we just need to so make sure I that... if I sign papers, I'm never going to get sick again? Um, n- not, not exactly. Uh, it doesn't really work like that. I mean, you weren't really sick per se. You just you you shattered most of the bones in your hand, uh, and you'd su- su- you'd suffered severe burns on your arms. Oh, so if I okay, okay, so if I if I oh wow, if I sign these papers, I'm never going to break a bone. Um, oh, cool, great. Give give me that paper. Give me the paper. Uh, okay, all right. And then he hands you the paper. Uh, and I guess you immediately sign it. What do I sign for the, for the not breaking anything? Ever? Um, I, you just just there, just there, and he just like nonchalantly <laughs> pokes at the place where you're supposed to sign your name. Oh great! This is I can't thank you enough. Do you give this deal to everyone, or is it just me? Uh, it's just for you, Koala. Just for you. Oh, should, should I not tell anyone about it? No, I I, I, I would fight. It would be best if you didn't tell anyone about this deal. It's it's very, very exclusive. Can, can I roll to give him, like, a really good wink? Like, a wink that makes him uncomfortable in terms of how efficient and effective it is. Yes, roll for creativity. That is a nine. Oh, it definitely makes him uncomfortable. I can tell you that much. Like, it is a wink that, that, that sends a shiver down his spine. I give him a big old toothy grin while I'm doing it. Yep. And he... <laughs> He looks at you and goes, well, okay, you, you've signed the discharge papers, so you're out of my hair. Uh, I'll see you later. Um, we'll, we'll, your next mission will be in a couple of weeks' time. So clear off. I've got to go and uh, do some other stuff, so I'll, I'll see you later. 
See you later, Koala. See you later, Smedley. I want to tell someone about the great thing, the great thing that Smedley has done for me. Who's the nearest person? Um, I guess you could check if Ethel's down at reception. Like, if I tell Ethel, I know Ethel, me, we're cool, Like, but I don't want the first thing I tell her to be what something great someone else has done for me. If I want to thank her on own terms, okay. I just tell someone completely unrelated but important seeming so they can know what a good job he's done. Alright, okay, so you walk out of the room and you go towards the elevator and in the elevator there is an old looking man with a great big long white beard uh, and he sort of nods at you as you walk into the elevator. What do you want to say to him? Let me tell you. I get real close to him. Start whispering. Start whispering like this. I'm like, hey. Hello? Hello? Let me tell you what my good friend, Smedley Doctor Man, did for me. Yes? I was in a hospital bed, and he put a lighter in my hand, and I hold up a lighter right to the old man's face, and I flick out the oh. lighter, and I turn it on. Uh, that, is, that is most impressive, I suppose. And he gave me a piece of paper that when I sign it, I'm not gonna break bones anymore. I can break other people's bones, but not my own. You see, I've got a really good friend. I am very glad that you have a good friend, Koala. The lighter is getting steadily closer to his beard. <laughs> he, Do you understand what it's like to have a really good friend? Like just really chief mate. I'm gonna have him roll for observation to see if he notices. <laughs> I rolled a three, so um, he doesn't notice. <laughs> and it gets closer and closer to his beard. Great. Yeah, but like, do you know what it's like to have a really good friend? <laughs> like a friend that you could say anything to. Like he told me not to tell anyone. But also, he had that look in his eyes like when he's scared that I'm not going to tell someone something. So I want you to know that he, you should really like thank him personally. <laughs> As soon as you can. And I make it an enthusiastic hand gesture that accidentally like brushes by his face, but that's fine, because like it, it's just a hand. Well, unfortunately, it lights his beard on fire. The um, beard oil he's been using recently is surprisingly flammable. Oh, car, mate! He got oh. a flyer beard! Did he do that for you too? Oh god, I got everybody these things. I'm on fire! Oh, oh god! He's got a lighter beard, everyone! He's got a lot. Look what Smedley did to the old man! It's so great! And the old man, who looks suspiciously like a discount Dumbledore, runs out of the elevator towards the medical ring on fire, and the smell of burnt hair lingers in the elevator. Remember to sign the paper that means you don't break bones anymore! Tell him Koala sent you! <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Poor guy. Put, put, he, that, that man has not been having a good couple of weeks recently. I can tell you that now. Oh. But he has a, be he has a lighter beard now, though, right? I don't think that's how beards work, unfortunately, Koala. Oh, okay. That's unfortunate. Which is something you just stated, so, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to take the elevator up out of the building to, like, the top floor? Absolutely. I, I want to... I want to thank anyone that I'm supposed to thank. Uh, I'm not sure if I thank Ethel yet. Do I have unfinished business here? You do. Yeah. Uh, so Ethel would be at the reception upstairs. All right. Then I'm going upstairs. Okay. So you press the button and the elevator goes up. The smell of burning hair starts to dissipate. And by the time you get to the top, the elevator opens up and you can walk out into the reception area. 
To be honest, I don't smell anything except for danger at this point. <laughs> danger. Okay. Are you slightly nervous? What? Now that you mention it, now that I'm starting to think about it, now I am uh, nervous. I'm really nervous now, Sean. English voice, which I insulted in the last session, mistakenly. The disembodied English voice that you hear in your head. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm really nervous now, which is why I hate the English, I guess. <laughs> um, so Ethel is sitting there at the reception desk, and she's just typing on her typewriter and looking at a computer screen. What do you want to do? So I've got a few goals here, right? Okay. I want to thank her. I want to thank her saucily. And I want to... Uh, you, you want to thank her what? Saucily. Like, like, saucily? Like with, with, with sauce in, in, in the, the, the vibe that I'm, I'm giving out. Right. So I'm thanking her saucily. Um, and also I'm, I'm sort of... I'm also inquiring as to her health. In a, in a, I, I want to met, let her know that this isn't about me, it's about her, but also I'm here. Um, in a way, I, I, man, I, I don't know if I felt this. I wanted someone to know I was here more than a general sense or, or a sense that, like, I was here in the dark and would be there for them later. I don't want to give away that sense. Please, please show me a way that, like, I'm not going to be in the dark waiting for her, unless she wants me to be. Oh, that's adorable. Please don't let me mess this up. That's really nice. I'm sure you won't mess it up. Please don't let me roll for charisma. <laughs> I don't know, maybe she, she, she'd find it cute if you just flubbed it completely. Well, right now, I'm, I'm not trying to flub it. Okay, alright, so do you want to walk up to her yes. and say something? Now that, now that I've told you exactly what I'm okay. saying. Okay, roll for charisma. <laughs> persuasion. And why would you make me do that? It's a persuasion of eight. Okay, you get a persuasion of eight. So what are you going to say? Uh, Ethel. Mm. No, your name isn't Ethel. It's, it's Ethel, actually. Uh, hey. Hey. Koala! You're, you're, out of, you're out of hospital. I'm, I'm so glad. How are you doing? Ethel, you're not in the hospital. That's great. No, why would I be in the hospital? No reason! I'm not in the dark! This is a very well-lit room. Yes, here it is. <laughs> I, I like... I like no dark spaces here. I like the light. It's it's useful for reading. I, lo- I love reading. I just learned. You can look... Do you know you can read the inside of a book? Yes. I did. Don't have to look at the back. There's more than the back. I know. Like, like, did you know cliffhangers don't exist when you can read the inside of a book? The back of the book always says what's part of what's going to happen in the book. It's, it's really amazing. You know this. I'm not going to explain books to you. You're a reader. You read really good, I'm sure. Do you read you really great? Um, is that a new perfume you're wearing? It, uh, um, yes. Yes, it is, actually. It's um, it's uh, Chanel number no. 5. I got some for Christmas. Uh, so they didn't get you Chanel number no. 1 or 2 or 3? I, I don't know whether or not those actually exist. It just seems really unfair to just give you, like middle of the set well i hear that one i hear this one's quite popular and and since you like it I, I'm, I'm quite happy with that okay that's great um how have you been lately Ethel? um i've been all right uh i've been mostly just sort of tending the place whilst everyone's away on holiday uh there was a weird incident over christmas uh we managed to capture santa uh but he ran away all right um 
that that was a bit fun. But uh, other than that, it's just been just been your standard sort of holiday fare, you know, doing doing very little and eating a lot. I have been in a coma for the past. I, I don't know how long. I know. You probably know how long. Uh, I was told that you were uh, waiting for me quite often. I, uh, I really, really appreciate it. Th- th- thank you. I, I, I came up and looked after you a couple of times. Uh, gave you a couple of sponge baths. What? What? <laughs> no. What are you on about? Huh? Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, typ- t- typical... Typical holiday then, just just eating, just eating, yes, and also being by my bedside, and then going back to eating. Pretty much, yes. Um, so great. I'm I'm going to be finishing for the day in a minute. I'm I'm going to. Uh, I don't have much to do. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to do something? Do you want to like? Because I assume you're you've been discharged from the uh, hospital, right? Yeah, he gave me a paper that means I won't break my bones anymore. Wait, what? It's meddling. He's great. Really? Great. Don't tell. Tell if there's a boss you have. Yes, I assume. Uh, Doctor Brimstone. I'm, I'm not sure where you are on the hierarchy. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure about corporate structure in general. Okay. Um, I've been told I should eat the rich, but I, <laughs> I'm not sure how. Uh, is there anyone rich above you? I'm not going to inquire into their financial affairs. What I'm saying is, you should tell anyone important above you that Smedley gave me a paper that heals my bones forever. I will. Think about it. It's it's a great invention. It is um, impressive, I suppose. I, I mean, I, I I doubt whether or not it's real, but I'm sure if Doctor Smedley's made it, he probably might be real. So there we go. Yeah, uh, I I also trust Doctor Smedley implicitly. Always, it's never it's never gone wrong for me that I can remember. So she like logs off of her computer and she like pulls herself out of her chair. Uh, and she then turns around and grabs like her handbag and her floral coat, uh, and she then walks around the side of the reception desk. Do you want to ask her to do something? Or hey, uh, you mentioned uh, going and I mentioned doing something after. Um, it seems like we've reached after, and after is now now, uh, which means that the now from before is before. Um, do you want to go and do something? Yes. Uh, I'm quite famished. Okay. After, I don't think I ate things. Uh, you I'm had, pretty sure I didn't eat things. You had a, um, a chemical drip in your arm. Yeah, that isn't eating things. It's drinking things. I can't, I can't drink what I eat. That's against God. What? Okay. Um, so... All right. So yeah, let, let, let's eat some old things together that we wouldn't drink normally. So you want to go and uh, eat something? What, where do you want to go? What type of restaurant? I guess you want to go to a restaurant. Uh yeah, whatever you're into. Um, that sounds nice to me. There's a very nice Italian down the road. As much as I like Italian people, I don't think I'd want to eat one. <laughs> if, if, if that's what you're into, though, I'd, I'd absolutely be willing to uh, make an exception. <laughs> Is he one of the rich people we've been talking about? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I mean, like an Italian restaurant, like Italian food. Not eating an Italian. Oh, uh, I wasn't aware. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, e- eating an Italian food. So the both of you will go on a date, I guess, to an Italian, <laughs> and we'll find out what happens in that 
in the next episode of the podcast. Yes. I think you're going to kill me, Nelson. <laughs>